Good morning, everybody. This is Hannah Campbell. Your um, podcast today, I'm bringing you on a Tuesday for That Faith Life. Um, I was going, I had a plan to post yesterday and then I had to end up, I ended up getting up super early to work on a big project that lasted all day. And so I'm coming to you on Tuesday, which is okay. Things happen. And um, I'm just excited that I get to share with you guys today. If you've been listening to That Faith Life podcast, we're on episode six or seven now. I think it's six. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this. And I really thank you to my friends who've encouraged. Thank you for anybody who has shared the podcast, taken a listen to it. Let me know your feedback. Um, Let me know what topics as well are important to you and that you want to hear about when it comes to That Faith Life. Um, One of the things that I uh, get excited about when I do this podcast is that it opens my mind up to hear from God and to be able to just really, I I try to listen to God. What do you want me to talk about on the next podcast? And usually he gives me a a clear subject pretty fast, um, which is awesome. And I really am thankful for that. And so um, today, funny story, I, um, I had this like phrase in my mind that God gave me. And it's not the title of the podcast, but it's something that we'll talk about at some point is haters are going to hate. And I just felt in my spirit that somebody needs to hear right now that there are people in your life that are hating you, whether they were an old friend or maybe they're a friend now and they're not being a true friend, or maybe you've done something that um, you shouldn't have done and somebody's mad at you um, and you've tried to repent and, and ask for forgiveness and they're just not forgiving you, or maybe somebody's holding a grudge. Maybe you've done something in your past that you hate yourself for. Um, And all in all, there's just um, something in my spirit that just really is relevant to where we're at today is that really haters are going to hate. There's so much opposition out in the world. There's so much opposition, you know, between the political parties, between, you know, your family members, between um, countries, between what's just what's happening all over the world. And the Bible talked about that, that um, the love of most, which was the love of God, will grow cold as we come closer to Jesus returning. And I want to um, make sure that I encourage you that no matter what, you're, as long as you are doing what you know is the word of God and what God is guiding and directing you to do, no matter what anybody says, um, you don't need to worry about it. Haters are going to hate. You're going to get frustrated potentially by that. Um, There was a situation recently where I got overwhelmed by something and I remember thinking, um, and even my sister had said it to me as just an encouragement, you know, don't let that control you. And that's the key right there is what is, so don't, allowing something to control you means you're focusing on it too much. It's, it's getting into your spirit too much and it, and it's not of God. It's just not over obsessing on situations. Um, even if you were the one in the wrong, as long as you do the right thing, moving forward, you repent, you ask for forgiveness, you move forward, you know, um, you're in a good place. You're in right standing with God. That's what Jesus did for us. You know, when he, he made a way for us to be connected with God prior to Jesus, if we had sinned, we would have had to go make a bunch, a bunch of blood sacrifices and do a bunch of other things, potentially be excommunicated from our communities. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read the Old Testament. Um, and so I am so grateful for Jesus in my life, which brings me to my actual podcast topic on praising God. Um, and I, I, I know it seems weird to go from haters are going to hate to praising God, but it all connects. And somebody needed to hear that um, you've got haters in your life that are trying to drag you down and push you down and smash you underneath their thumbs or their feet. And that's just not of God. You keep pressing forward and you praise God. The word praise is something interesting that I've been looking into in the Bible. There, In the New International Version, the NIV, 
the word praise was used 340 times. That's both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I believe it was used 299 times in the Old Testament and 41 times in the New Testament, which is incredible to me um, because they didn't have Jesus in the Old Testament. And But if you remember the commandment that God gave us, which was to love you know, the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, um, that, was, you know, that was the commandment was to love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. And loving God looks a little bit different for every every person as far as how you might um, express that love for him. But the word praise, again, used 340 times in the um, Old and New Testament um, is wonderful. And I want to read to you Psalm 148. It says, this is the message version. It says, Hallelujah. Praise God from heaven. Praise him from the mountaintops. Praise him, all, all you his angels. Praise him, all you his warriors. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, you morning stars. Praise him, high heaven. Praise him, heavenly rain clouds. Praise, oh, let them praise the name of God. He spoke the word and there they were. He set them in place from all time to eternity. He gave us orders and that's it. Praise God from earth, you sea dragons, you fathomless ocean deeps, fire and hail, snow and ice, hurricanes obeying his orders, mountains and all hills, apple orchards and cedar forests, wild beasts and herds of cattle, snakes and birds in flight, earth's kings and all races, leaders and important people, robust men and women in their prime, and yes, gray beards and little children. Let them praise the name of God. It's the only name worth praising. His radiance exceeds anything in earth and sky. He's built a monument, his very own people. Praise from all who love God, Israel's children, intimate friends of God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I love that verse, or I love that um, passage from Psalm 148. Um, so it looks like the word praise was used quite a bit. So in that just that one uh, passage and what's great about psalms is you can actually go back and see how david basically wrote the manual for how to praise god there was actually a day in history where he inaugurated a day of praise where he like set it in place that there would be a day um regularly where the people would stop and praise god and david was one to um praise in the streets with his um, harp and lyre and you know all the instruments and 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 I just I can imagine that people looked at him like he was crazy and I'm you may feel crazy too when you praise God we had um that reminds me we had uh on Sunday at church we had a, a song that the worship team did called raise a hallelujah and oh my gosh it was so powerful go back and watch the replay at World Harvest Church on Facebook in Roswell Georgia um but the the song was basically um basically raising a hallelujah a hundred percent and through the storm no matter what you pray you raise a hallelujah to God and I think that that is something that was from that's the heart of God right there right there go listen to that song it's called raise a hallelujah and um, I just love that the word praise means worship exalt rejoice bow down um, there's one version in the Greek that talks about uh, it means raising your hands, which oftentimes you may get uncomfortable with in church. <laughs> Come to World Harvest because, you know, everybody does it. So um, it's something that I'm really glad that I, my dad introduced me to World Harvest Church back in 2011 because it was the first time in my life that I felt surrounded by people that encouraged me to actually praise God. And there was, you know, not that awkwardness of can I raise my hands, can I not? Oh, I shouldn't raise my hands now because... 
um, you know, nobody else is, which is so trivial when you think about it because our worship of him is very intimate. But he also calls us to be in worship corporately through the church. And so it's important to do both. But that time when you're worshiping him, you're not sitting there hoping that everybody's looking at you worship. You're just worshiping God. And um, I really, really love it in Psalm 147. Hallelujah. It's a good thing to sing praise to our God. Praise is beautiful. Praise is fitting. Praise is fitting for a follower of God. Praise is fitting for you. And um, the reason I, I decided to talk about, well, God, I, the reason I believe God gave me this subject is because my last two podcasts were on how to win your battles. And I think that um, the the most important level of winning your battles is choosing and being able to praise God through all of your storms. Choosing to do it. Psalm 56 says, I'm proud to praise God, proud to praise God, fearless now I trust in God. What can mere mortals do to me? You know, and it's just incredible. Um, Second Samuel, I sing to God the praise, lofty and find myself safe and saved. Um, So that's in direct correlation of there is a potential to not be safe and saved. And Psalm 34 says, I bless every chance I get. My lungs expand with praise. Every chance I get. What would your life look like if you literally stopped and praised God every chance you get? You know, some of you do it in the car. I used to drive to Atlanta every day when I worked for Safe House Outreach, which is a ministry in downtown Atlanta that my family has been a part of for a while. And um, I would have an hour drive and I would just sing praise music. You know, I've often found that when I worship God um, and I do it alone, my spirit is more uplifted. Meaning like it, it's like I'm, if I'm doing it by myself so that nobody can see, you know that it's, it's a pure heart for God. And I don't mean to sound like holier than thou. I'm just saying I have seen myself grow over the years to where I would be uncomfortable to talk to God by myself, which should have been the easiest thing to do. But it wasn't because I had a religious mindset. I had this religion that I wasn't worthy enough. But you know what? I'm going to praise God now anyways, no matter what I'm going through, whether I feel worthy. And I could cry right now because whether I feel worthy or not, God is worthy. God is worthy enough to be praised. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. It is not about me. It is about God. It is not about you. It is about God. Psalm 100 in the message version says, enter with the password, quotation, thank you. Make yourselves at home taking praise. Thank him and worship him. And I just love it. Romans 16 a little emotional there. Romans 16, 27 says, all our praise is focused through Jesus on this incomparably wise God. Yes. Literally the word yes is at the end of that. Our, all our praise is focused through Jesus on this incomparably wise God. I'm so proud to worship my God, but I wasn't always, and you may not be right now, but let me tell you the greatest way to win your battles is to stop focusing on the battles and just focus on God. He's the most wonderfully incredible creator, magnificent father, glorious master, Jehovah Jireh. He's so wonderful. He's the most wonderful thing you could ever have, experience, be a part of, be connected to, be in relationship with. You will never experience anything greater. 
anything more wonderful than God. Being in relationship with him is so wonderful. And guess what? We don't even we don't even get to say that we were the ones that got to him. Jesus had to come and sacrifice himself for him, and that's because of God's love. Because he's worthy to be praised. He is so worthy to be praised, and it just is it is just wonderful. Um I'm trying to find a scripture um you know, we've talked about Philippians 4, 6. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. What if you do have a worry? It's not that God is saying stuff that worry. Ignore that worry. He's saying turn that worry into a prayer and a praise. Come to him. Say, God, I praise you for the wonderful things you're doing in my life. And I'm going to, I'm praying right now, God, that you work out this situation in my life. Your holy, wonderful, supernatural grace and Holy Spirit come in. Take care of the situation. Tell me what I should do so I can do my part. First Chronicles says, give thanks to God. He is good and his love never quits. Say, it says, say, save us, Savior God. Round us up and get us out of this godly, these godly, godless places. If you're in a situation where you're doing the wrong thing, if you're partying, if you're at, you know, in a place where, I don't know, drugs, alcohol is happening, or you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, being sexually promiscuous, all those things outside of marriage, I'm just, I'm going to ask you that you would give thanks to God. He is good and his love never quits. That's important. That's why they said that that part first in First Chronicles 16. Uh, verse 34, give thanks to God. He is good and his love never quits. Say, say out loud, save us, Savior God. Round us up and get us out of these godless, godless places so we can give thanks to your holy name and bask in your life of praise. In your life of praise. There's a verse in Revelation that talks about from the throne a sh- came a shout, a command. Praise our God, all you his servants, all you who fear him, small and great. Doesn't matter who you are, how much money you have, how much how great your life is, how poor your life is, how how horrible your life is or seemingly horrible or your circumstances are. Your job is a command from heaven that says praise God and that's from revelation, which means you're going to do it. It's a command. When Jesus comes back, every knee will bow. And I made a little joke recently that says, I better get used to my knees being bowed now, you know? And that's kind of, you know, silly, but it's true. I want to learn what praising God looks like now in my life. I don't want to live in my life miserable until God, Jesus comes back. I want to experience his joy and peace now. Your praise will unlock the blessing of God. He cannot go where he is not wanted. You have, you, you're praise of him shows him that you are inviting him and welcoming him into your life to help any situation and you know what the real reason is just because you want to show him you love him pastor merrick talked about that on sunday and it was so powerful just just because he's worthy because you want to show him that you love him tell him you love him tell give him the praise give him the glory for all the wonderful things in your life but give him glory just because he's wonderful just because you love him so much and you're so thankful for everything he's done for you and you're so thankful that he even exists that he created you i'm so encouraged by this you know i've been i've walked through stuff especially this past year i went through some stuff and i just thank god so much for all the wonderful people that continue to show me what it looks like to praise god if you need a home church where people are free and i mean real free to praise god 
come to World Harvest Church in Roswell. It's a wonderful place. Pastor Merrick's, Pastors Merrick and Linda are wonderful people. They will encourage and uplift you. The members of the church are encouraging and uplifting. Uh, we do have revival this Sunday night um, at 7 p.m. In, at World Harvest. And it's going to be a powerful time. So come out, praise God, get in the spirit of praise, get your mind right, get your mind. Don't wait till, till February, March, April, May. Oh, and then there's the summertime. So you're too busy to figure out how to praise God. Learn how to do it now. Learn how to do it. You're going to have to do it at the end of the ages anyways. That's what Revelation says, you know, and, and why would you want to be forced to do it versus just learning to experience the joy and peace that comes from praising God? So I just want to um, encourage you with one last scripture. And um, Romans 5.3 says, There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. An alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. God, I just pray right now that anybody listening to this podcast, podcast, if they haven't given their lives to you, would um, give their lives to you right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you go out and that you encourage those listening, those that may be going through troubles or have lost their ability or, or their understanding of how to praise you and how they're going to get their joy and their uh, rejoicing back. I just encourage, um, I ask you, Father, to encourage their hearts, encourage their minds, help them to get their minds right, help them to stay steadfast and strong, help them to make a stand for their faith life, help them to um, learn that they will get so much wonderful blessing by following you. Thank you, Father, that you love us. You are worthy to be praised, God. We give you so much glory, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.